What's going on, everyone? I'm your host, JT. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my top 10 quarterback prospects in the 2023 NFL Draft. This quarterback class isn't all that great, but it is better than the quarterback class that we had last year. We already know about Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, but there are a couple of other guys that kind of have piqued my interest that we're going to be talking about. But before we get into it, if this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms. Every video and episode of the podcast that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of the pod, leave us with a five-star review. We will greatly appreciate it. And share this episode of the podcast with your friends, family members, and acquaintances. All right, so let's get into it. At number 10, I have TCU quarterback Max Duggan, Heisman finalist. He may not be NFL ready right now, but I do think that he has the potential to be a pretty quality backup in the NFL. He has a quality arm. It's not a great arm, but he has enough arm strength to make all the necessary throws. He's tough. He's a really good runner. He's a scrappy runner. My problem with Max Duggan is that He's not great under pressure. He struggles reading defenses consistently. A good example of that was that semifinal matchup against Michigan. Anytime Michigan was able to get pressure up the middle, Max Duggan struggled. And I think that the offense that he played in was a little bit easy for him to make reads and whatnot. So he may have a little bit of a transitional period going from learning a college offense to an NFL style offense. But Max Duggan, although some people may not even view him as a top 10 QB prospect in this draft, I think that he has enough intangibles that he's going to be able to come in make a roster he's going to grind his tail off to end up being a pretty serviceable backup and maybe one day he could end up becoming a low-end starter at number nine i have clayton tune 6'2, 216 pounds out of houston this guy reminds me a lot of case keenum above average arm strength really good throwing on the run he has functional mobility now he's not going to make too many guys miss at the next level he's not a burner but he does have enough mobility that he can pick up five or six yards if you give him a little bit of space his deep ball accuracy is pretty much non-existent he has missed on a lot of deep balls that i've watched not to mention I rarely seen him make a completion under pressure. So for Clayton Toon, I think that this is somebody that he needs to go to an offense that's more rhythmatic based. I think he can be a really good quarterback at times. If you can get him going girly, you can get him going with some early throws and get him building confidence. But if you're asking him to make big high level throws consistently you're not going to get that out of Clayton Toon but 
like Max Duggan, I think I think that this is somebody who can be a serviceable starter in this league. I don't think that he has all that much ceiling to be a starter in this league because he doesn't really have the greatest accuracy on the deep ball, and he's not all that great when it comes to making throws under pressure, which are... I think two very important things when it comes to being able to be a serviceable backup. You at least have to be able to make some throws when you have guys coming at you in your face. Clayton Toon comes in as my ninth-ranked quarterback. At number eight, we have Stanford signal caller Tanner McKee. 6'6", 226 pounds. That is incredible size. He operates very well in the short intermediate passing game. His throwing motion is a little bit unique. I'm not going to say that it needs to change. I don't really see too big of a problem with it, even though he probably could tighten it up a little bit. But I think for the most part, his throwing motion isn't really an issue for me. He has a really good arm and incredible velocity. Every time he throws the ball, it comes out with a lot of pop. The thing with Tanner McKee is that it's very hard to get a really good evaluation on them because Stanford just wasn't a good team. Now, they did have a pretty okay group of receivers, but the offensive line pretty much was getting pushed back almost every single play against Washington. Oh, my God. I I didn't even watch the whole entire game because it's like, it's not even no point. Tanner McKee doesn't even have a chance. And then on games when Tanner McKee did get solid protection, He looked pretty serviceable. He does a pretty good job getting the ball out his hands quick. The thing with him is that he is your old-fashioned, traditional, pocket-style quarterback. He isn't really going to give you much when it comes to mobility on the ground. He isn't really going to be able to extend plays. And his deep ball accuracy is not bad, but it's spotty. If the offensive line gave him a little bit more time to throw, I think that his deep ball accuracy probably could have been a little bit better. Tanner McKee, he's somebody who was That's that NFL right hash mark to the sideline to the end zone. On a line, it is caught. With the ball placement and the precision really jumps off the field. He does have good size. was a big lead and the tools to become a pretty quarterback in the league. At number seven, a lot of you guys may disagree with this one, but I have my guy, the mailman, Stetson Bennett, a.k.a. Sir Stetson, two-time national champion, former walk-on. Without a doubt, we know that the worth ethic, the intangibles, the leadership qualities are there with Stetson Bennett. This guy is, in my opinion, a elite distributor of the football. He's accurate, especially when it comes to operating in the short intermediate passing game. He doesn't really miss too many short or medium range passes. He has a good release. He has pretty solid mechanics, even though when he does get pressure in his face at times, his mechanics can get a little bit sloppy. He is a way better athlete than what a lot of people give him credit for. I mean, Stetson Bennett can't really move. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Kyler Murray in, in a sense. Not exactly like Kyler Murray, but a little bit of Kyler Murray in terms of how shifty and nimble he is when he decides to get in the open field and run. 
And he's 5'11", 5'10", 190 pounds. So yes, the size is going to concern you when it comes to his durability at the next level. He doesn't have the greatest arm, but I do think that he does have some good arm talent, which arm strength and arm talent are two different things. Arm strength is the amount of velocity and how far you can throw the football. Arm talent is how many throws can you make from different angles, different parts of the field. And for Stetson Bennett, even though the arm strength may not be the greatest, I think that this is somebody who you put in the West Coast Kyle Shanahan style offense and you let him cook. If I had to give him a pro comparison right now, it would be Brock Purdy. And when you look at Stetson Bennett, I don't see how you can't see Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, the thing with him coming out of Iowa State was that he could be a little streaky at times. He didn't have the greatest arm, but the dude was a pretty solid athlete. The dude made pretty good decisions with the football. He had a high football IQ. I see similar things with Stetson Bennett. Let's not also forget who his offensive coordinator was, Todd Monken. So Stetson Bennett already has a good amount of familiarity when it comes to learning a pro-style offense and being able to operate an NFL-style offense. Stetson Bennett, outside of the arm strength, that's really the only thing that I really have a concern about. His age, yeah, it's going to be a little off-putting, but it's not like you're going to be investing a high-end draft pick on Stetson Bennett. You're probably going to be investing a mid-round selection on Stetson Bennett. And with Stetson Bennett, this is somebody who I think right away can be a really good backup. Could he end up being a starter? Maybe he could end up being a stopgap or bridge quarterback. Maybe he could be a Taylor Heineke kind of quarterback who ends up being a journeyman starting for several different teams. But I'm really a big fan of Stetson Bennett. And I think that Stetson Bennett, without a doubt, is going to end up getting drafted. I got like a fifth or sixth round grade on him. I like the way he sees the field. He goes through his progressions, pretty solid mechanics. The arm strength isn't the greatest, but outside of that, I think Stetson Bennett is going to be a really good pro at the NFL level. Number six, we got BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. Now, I'm a really big fan of Jaron Hall, and I actually had a pretty hard time trying to figure out where I wanted to rank him. Because in terms of the guys that are ahead of him, I don't think he's as much as a project as a Will Levis or a Anthony Richardson but he doesn't have the upside of a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. He does have things that he has to work on. But for the most part, he's really accurate, which is something that is a plus. When you try to evaluate these quarterbacks, I think one of the most important things and the most important qualities when it comes to scouting quarterbacks is how accurate are they in the football and do they make the proper decisions? Okay, those are two things that stand out the most when it comes to Jaron Hall. His accuracy is pretty good. He is a really good decision maker. He doesn't really make a lot of throws that make you go, what were you doing throwing that there? Although he did have one of those throws against Oregon. But for the most part, he's really good when it comes to making sound decisions with the football. Fundamentally, his mechanics are pretty decent even though he could hone those in certain aspects because when it comes to his footwork, when he gets pressure in his face, he has a tendency to throw off his back foot and kind of drift. It's a little weird. His deep ball accuracy is also inconsistent. I think the reason for that deep ball 
inconsistency is due to the fact that he throws off his back foot. He has a habit of doing that when he does get a consistent pass rush in his face. So he needs to improve that, being able to step up and being able to stand tall and more poised under pressure. But this guy is a really good athlete, really good mobility. You can put him in an offense where you want to run design quarterback runs or zone reads. You can do that with him. Quarterback power up the middle. He's 6'1", 205, but he's not small. I think he's pretty well built. And he has pretty good arm talent. This dude is a former baseball player. He can make throws from any angle, from pretty much any side of the field. Many people don't like his arm strength. They feel like his arm strength is more to be desired. I don't think he has a bad arm, even though I was a little bit disappointed when I first started watching his film because they said he played baseball. Anytime you hear about a quarterback who used to play baseball, you expect them to have an incredible arm. And with Jaron Hall, his arm strength isn't terrible. I think it's above average, slightly above average, but it's just that it doesn't come out the way that the ball comes out when you see somebody like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson throw the football. And that's kind of what I was expecting when I first started watching Jaron Hall. But this is an overall really solid quarterback. And this is going to be a sleeper for me. This is going to be one of those quarterbacks that I'm going to have my eyes on because he's going to be somebody who could end up being a starting quarterback either somewhere down the middle of next season or the end of his rookie season. And some people are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? Like, Jaron Hall is a pretty solid quarterback prospect. He doesn't have the upside of a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, but he does have starter potential. And he could end up being a pretty good quarterback in this league. He operates very well in the quick game. He has a pretty good football IQ, doesn't make a lot of bad decisions with the football. I think Jaron Hall, don't overlook this guy. I think he can end up being a really good starter in this league. Now we get to my top five. And before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure that you guys leave a like, subscribe to the channel. We upload NFL, NFL draft content, college football content. We talk a little bit about the XFL. If you are a fan of the game of football and you eat, sleep, and breathe football, this is the right place for you. Make sure that you subscribe to the JT Sports Podcast on YouTube and also check us out on all podcasting platforms Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at JT Sports underscore and on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore as well. Submit your questions there. If you have some questions, they will be answered on the show. Submit them on social media and I'll try to answer them on a future episode of the podcast. At number five. We got Anthony Richardson out of Florida, AR-15. This dude is one of the most freakishly athletic quarterbacks that I've ever seen going into a draft. This dude is one of those one percenters. When you're looking at guys who potentially could go in the first round, you're looking at freaks. You're looking for your one percenters, right? You're looking for your Jordan Davises, your 300 pounders or your 300 plus guys who are running four eight twos and four sevens and things like that anthony richardson 
is that kind of athlete. He's one of those one percenters. This dude, when you see him run with the football, it's like it's like an explosion is about to happen. This dude runs tough. He's physical, and this dude is incredibly fast and shifty in the open field. And you wouldn't think somebody with this size at 6'4", 232 pounds could be able to run this fast. I don't even think Cam Newton was as fast as what Anthony Richardson is. Not to mention, this dude's arm, oh my God. Me and my homie was watching Anthony Richardson last night. And we were just like, damn, this boy is slinging that motherfucker. Just slinging the ball all over the field. The Georgia game just launching the football. I mean, when you just watch Anthony Richardson throw the football, it is just so fun to watch. The way the ball comes out of his hands and my homie saying, damn, I feel bad for those wide receivers, boy. Those boys going to need some ice. He's going to learn how to ease up a little bit. And I kind of agree. Anthony Richardson, he does throw the ball with a lot of oomph. But you definitely see the arm talent. Oh, my God. This man can throw the football with the best of them. When he gets drafted, I think he might end up having one of the top five strongest arms in the NFL. If he was in the NFL right now, I definitely think he would be in that conversation because this dude... His arm is unbelievable. And the velocity that he puts on his throws, sheesh. And the potential is there for Anthony Richardson to be a superstar. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think his film is as bad as what people make it out to be. You got to remember, last year was his first season being a full-time starter at Florida. So he's still... Pretty inexperienced compared to the other quarterbacks in this draft class. The majority of these other quarterbacks who I have on these rankings have multiple years of being a starter. At least two years under their belt of being a starter in college. Anthony Richardson only started one year. So he's pretty raw when it comes to learning the overall quarterback position. So it's going to take some time for Anthony Richardson to develop. But... I think that regardless of who drafts them, you can start Anthony Richardson day one. We've seen plenty of teams put athletic quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson in the offense that's built around their athleticism. And they basically say, hey, we're just going to allow you to go run all willy-nilly. And then we only need you to throw the football when need be. And then eventually, as the years progress, those quarterbacks eventually develop as a passer. And then you can start using them less in the run game and more as a passer. So earlier in Lamar Jackson's career, the Ravens, they utilized a lot of his rushing ability while he developed as a passer in the background. Now, the development of Lamar Jackson as a passer was a little bit faster than most people expected. But for Anthony Richardson, if he goes to the right team and the right head coach who can help him improve his mechanics, get that footwork down pack, help improve that accuracy, teach him how to read defenses and make good decisions with the football, this dude's going to end up being one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. When you watch him play, he just plays out of control. It's like you just see Anthony Richardson drop back and he just throws the football. He just plays quarterback. You got to teach this dude how to properly play the quarterback position. And I believe that that can be taught. People make it seem like all these problems with these quarterbacks can't be fixed up with a little bit of coaching. If you give these guys the right situation with the right head coach, 
Bill Cook. And I think AR-15, I think out of all the quarterbacks in this draft class, he has the highest ceiling out of all of them. This dude is a rare athlete. Imagine you're a 5'10", 185-pound safety, and you got Anthony Richardson coming at you, one-on-one in the open field. Good luck. I don't think I would want anything to do with that. Number four, we have Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, 6'3", 232 pounds. This probably is one of the most debated prospects in this draft class. In the eyes of NFL scouts and executives, many people think that Will Levis is Jesus walking on water in the football world. Some people have him over Bryce Young. It is not just one or two sites. There are a good amount of websites and a good amount of well-respected people in the NFL draft community who believe that Will Levis is the best overall quarterback in this draft class. They say, well, he has incredible arm strength. I agree with. He's a really good athlete, good athleticism. He has great potential. I agree with that. And also, another thing that I think kind of gets overlooked with Will Levis is that he routinely makes tight window throws. There were a lot of throws that Will Levis made that made me go, hmm, that was a really impressive throw. Now, of course, there were a good amount of throws that Will Levis missed. Now, it's like, bro, come on, man. You're projected top five, top ten pick. Are you telling me you're just going to miss an easy throw five yards across the middle? But against Georgia... He made a nice throw to one of his freshman receivers over what we expect to be projected first-round cornerback Keely Ringo. It was a really nice throw. So with Will Levis, I don't think he's as bad as what most people make him out to be. I see why scouts and executives are high on Will Levis, okay? But I also get why a lot of fans and people in sports media aren't the biggest fans of Will Levis, okay? He's really inconsistent with his accuracy. He also is reckless with the football at times. He had a really bad turnover late in that old Miss game. It's just, it's just that Will Levis has the tendency to be too careless with the ball. And turnovers can be fixed, but at the same time, some players just are where they are. Some players just are always going to be a little bit careless than others when it comes to being able to take care of the football. And then my biggest issue with Will Levis is that I don't really think he has good pocket awareness. I don't know how many of you guys are going to agree with that, but I've seen this guy t- get hit a lot in the pocket. It takes some really big shots just because he didn't really know where he was. It's like he didn't sense a guy coming off the edge or he didn't account for a guy who was going to be on block. And he took some really big shots, like some really big shots. So I don't really think that Will Levis has good pocket awareness. And guys like Daniel Jones, that kind of has always been the knock on Daniel Jones. Oh, he isn't phased by pressure. That's a pro in the plus. He isn't phased by pressure. That's a good thing. But at the same time, he isn't phased because he isn't able to sense it. And for Will Levis... Somebody who, although has great size, taking those kinds of hits, that's going to take a couple of years off your career. And Will Levis was getting popped, man. I was just like, damn, how did he not see him coming? Shoot, I would have tried to see him coming if I knew he was going to smack me like that. But Will Levis, after watching him, I'm not as low on him 
as I was prior to watching his film. And I did watch a good amount of Will Levis before really diving deep into his tape. But I think Will Levis, like Anthony Richardson, the potential's there. It's just all really about where he lands. And can he go to the right head coach in the right system that can properly develop him? You probably could start Will Levis day one. This is somebody who comes from an NFL-style offense. Their offensive coordinator is Liam something. I don't remember the exact name of it, but his name is Liam something. And he was on Sean McVay's staff not too long ago. So he kind of already knows somewhat about operating an NFL-style offense. He has multiple years as a starter underneath his belt. And that's pretty much the only reason why I put him above Anthony Richardson. I still think that Anthony Richardson is a better player than Will Levis right now. But I just gave Will Levis the nod just because he has a little bit more experience than Anthony Richardson. You kind of could see that in certain moments, that experience being a factor. Number three, I have my guy Money Hendon Hooker. As my third-ranked quarterback, 6'4", 218 pounds out of Tennessee. You guys know how I feel about my boy, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker has been receiving a lot of criticism that really has, to be honest with you, annoyed me. Yes, he's, a, he's up there in age. He's going to be older than what you would like a guy who you view as a future franchise quarterback to be. He's coming off an ACL injury, plus he's coming from that Tennessee offense that a lot of people view as a gimmick and doesn't really translate all that well to the NFL. But despite the fact that Hendon Hooker is coming from a non-traditional offense that doesn't really translate to a lot of success at the next level, he has shown the ability to go through multiple reads, make full read progressions or full-scale progressions. He's really accurate with the football, even though it's hard to gauge how good he is when it comes to anticipation and throwing guys open because of how that offense is structured. But Hendon Hooker is probably one of the most accurate quarterbacks in this draft class. He has a very good arm. His fundamentals are pretty solid, even though he is a little flat-footed. Great leader, great character. Tim Tebow praised him for his leadership and his character. This guy is super tough. He's poised. He also has really good mobility, even though he may not be as mobile as what he was prior to tearing his ACL, but I still think he's going to be pretty good when he decides to tuck the ball and run. I just think that Hunden Hooker, if it wasn't for the ACL injury, he probably, he probably would be viewed as a first-round quarterback. I don't get how you can put Hidden Hooker behind a guy like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. This guy, yes, he comes from a college-style offense, and you don't really see too many of those concepts replicated at the NFL level, but despite the fact that he comes from that kind of offense, he still has displayed the ability to be able to go through progressions. He's done everything that you want him to do coming from that kind of offense. Yes, he is coming from a gimmicky offense, but at the same time, he has some NFL traits that he's displayed throughout the course of the season, which is why I view him as somebody who could end up being one of the biggest steals of this draft. At number two, I have Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, 6'3", 218 pounds. I think he's one of the greatest quarterback prospects of this past decade. He was getting a lot of disrespect 
okay, during the season. People were questioning this guy's toughness, his ability to run the football. We knew that he had the ability to run the football, but it's just like he just refused to run the football for some reason. Well, against Georgia, C.J. Stroud, that dog came out of him. And this dude showed us a different side of C.J. Stroud that we didn't see before. And he's a really good athlete. So you have the fact that he does have mobility, good mobility. It's just that you don't know how much of that mobility you're going to see at the next level. Are we going to see C.J. Stroud run more often in the NFL than we've seen him run in college? Because in the NFL, one of the most important abilities, being a quarterback, and this day and age of the game is you got to be able to improvise. You got to be able to pick up yards with your legs. You can't be an unrolling runner. For C.J. Stroud, he's going to need that at the next level. He has elite accuracy, fantastic ball placement, great touch, anticipation. This is the most accurate quarterback in this year's draft, in my opinion. He may be one of the most accurate quarterbacks to come out in over the last couple of draft classes. I mean, this dude is a master class when it comes to putting the football and the wide receiver's hands, and making life on the receiver easy when it comes to catching the football. Receivers don't have to work too hard when they got C.J. Stroud dropping dimes in the bread basket. I mean, we all talk about how good of a receiver Marvin Harrison is, but there were some catches that Marvin Harrison made where the throw was just as good as the catch. Some people have been comparing C.J. Stroud to Jared Goff, and those aren't bad comparisons, but... I just feel like C.J. Stroud is just so much better as a prospect than Jared Goff, man. Like, this dude's accuracy, his touch is so fantastic and so pretty, man. Like, I'm a really big fan of C.J. Stroud. Now, he's not great throwing on the run, even though he does have good mobility. It's just that when he throws on the run, it's a little odd. He's a little sluggish at times. He can struggle with pressure in his face also. But for the most part, I think C.J. Stroud is one of the most talented quarterback prospects to come out in a very long time. I think he's the most NFL-ready quarterback that Ohio State has ever had. At number one, you guys already know who I'm going with. I'm going with Bryce Young, the master Jedi. This dude has eyes behind his back. Behind his head, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it. This dude just has a sense and a feel for the game. Poise. Anytime Bryce Young had to step up and make a big play for Alabama, he delivered. And if you talk to most Alabama fans over the last two seasons, many Tide fans would tell you that Alabama was carried by Bryce Young on several occasions and you don't really hear that a lot about Alabama football normally you hear about Alabama being so talented that you question just how good the quarterback is was the guy throwing the football carried by the talent around him I don't think you have those questions when it comes to Bryce Young I mean this dude elevated Alabama and if it wasn't for Bryce Young Alabama probably would have had at least three losses this past season I mean, Bryce Young, when he was asked to deliver in the biggest moments of games for Alabama, this dude came through. I mean, we 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 have concerns about his size and his durability, as we all should, because the dude looks like a, a wet piece of sandpaper 
And I also talked to somebody who played against Bryce Young. He said, yeah, he is as small as they say. Even smaller, but this dude is a fantastic football player. High football IQ, good accuracy. He has a really good arm for his size. I mean, I'm not expecting somebody of Bryce Young's size to be having a Patrick Mahomes kind of arm. But Bryce Young does have a pretty good arm. He can put some zip on the football as well. This dude just knows where everything is at any point of the game. This dude is a wizard. He knows what's going to happen before you know what's going to happen. This dude has great anticipation. This, ju- this dude is just a really good football player. And I don't care about his size. Sean Payton, uh, a couple of weeks ago, before he took the Broncos coaching job, did a segment on the herd. And they were talking about, would you take C.J. Stroud number one overall? Would you stick to the prototype? Right? Or would you go ahead and draft somebody who's non-traditional for the position and Bryce Young? And Sean Payton said, you only do that if the quarterback in question walks on water. And does Bryce Young walk on water? Sean Payton said, yes. I don't really care about the size and his durability. Just make sure that you can give this guy a good offensive line. He's pretty smart. He doesn't take a lot of big hits. He's not too, uh, he doesn't have an extensive injury history. I'm not worried about his durability and his size. I think if that's what we're worried about when it comes to Bryce Young, then I think it's more than worth rolling the dice and taking the risk on him. This dude is a fantastic quarterback. Accurate, poised in big moments. This is what you look for in the franchise quarterback. Bryce Young, in my opinion, is the greatest quarterback prospect in NFL draft history. All right, and that may be a bold take, but I think he's better than John Elway, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, and whoever else was regarded as a can't-miss prospect at the quarterback position. This dude, Bryce Young, is different. He's Russell Wilson before Russ got cooked in Denver. This dude is just a really good football player with a really good feel for the game. He's my number one overall quarterback, and I think he should be the number one overall pick, not by the Bears, but the Bears need to trade that pick and trade it to somebody else who needs a guy like Bryce Young. I would love to see Bryce Young in Carolina. But this is it for my top 10 quarterbacks and the 2023 NFL Draft. Let me know what you guys think about my rankings down in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on podcasting platforms. Make sure that you go ahead, leave us with a five-star review, share this episode with your friends, family members, and acquaintances, and I will see you guys with another episode shortly of the JT Sports Podcast.